Welcome to the Ransomed Heart Podcast. I'm Alan Arnold, and with me in the studio today is Bart Hansen. How you doing, Bart? I'm doing good, Alan. How are you today? I'm great. We just wanted to really come up here and have a conversation that would be like many of the conversations we have, Bart, uh, in your truck, at lunch, around the outpost, because the listeners, I think, would be fascinated by just this whole category of adventure. And not only are you a man of adventure, in fact, for those who haven't seen it, if you were to go into Bart's office here at the outpost, there's this coat rack, and on it, uh, the stand looks like an Indiana Jones-type jacket. There's even a fedora hat. And so— A bullwhip. Bullwhip. And so when kids come through the outpost, and even some adults— And Bart's not there, and his whole office looks like something off the set of Indiana Jones. The question is always, whose office is that? Wow, what what's going on in there? And who is the guy that works there? And and so there's just this aura of adventure, whether you were to look at Bart's office or whether you were to go to his ranch and walk into just this this shed, this barn, this place that uh, everywhere you turn. There's something like a, a propeller that has a story where the, you know, the different pieces of it are, are twisted and broken, and you know something happened with that, or, or there's a plane being built, and and uh, you know there's just a big story with that. So there's really nobody better to talk about adventure than a, a person who's living it every second of their life, and that is Bart Hansen. So Bart, today I just thought we could enter into this whole category of adventure and and just let you take us where you want to in terms of not only how you're living it, but what maybe God is showing you through that in terms of who you are as a man and what your journey is. Yeah, thanks, Alan. When I think of adventure, I think it's it's been a part of my life because I think it's part of the masculine journey. It's one of the tripods of Wild at Heart. It battled adventure and and beauty. Yes. And so adventure it's it's a category that is either alive in every man or it's waiting to become alive because it's an invitation from God. Yes. Um because I think I think when a man becomes who he is supposed to be he he has a life of adventure. I think that mm-hmm. it's just part of what happens every day in his life. And, you know, I love what Augustine said. He said, to fall in love with God is the greatest romance. He said, to seek him is the greatest adventure. Hmm. And, and to find him is the greatest human achievement. So, wow. so adventure is really part of our journey of what we're seeking from God and his invitation from us. And... um I, I think if if we um, if our heart goes to sleep and we just live in a life of drudgery, every day we get up and 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 everything becomes heavy and a burden and um, I mean we've we've really lost something of what the human heart is supposed to be and what God put in our heart to live. Rather than you see God in every human experience that we have, and in it, there's risk, there's danger, there's an invitation, 
and and there's adventure because there's an uncertainty of the outcome. So so Bart, when you start to go down that path, it, it helps me to clarify, and maybe the listeners too, how how you define adventure, because I can just see some people, you know, listening to this now thinking, oh, adventure like thrill seeking, like jumping out of a plane or right. like right. you know motocross or something that's physically dangerous and pushing limits. And that, that certainly could be a big adventure, but how would you define it? Yeah. You know, uh, well, there, there is a category in adventure and it's, it's, it's about risk. And I, I think here, here's how I see risk in adventure is ask yourself the question, how large of a story does your risk live in? Mm. Mm -hmm. Now, just taking what you said, Let's let's say we're today. We say, gosh, let's go up on top of uh, Pike's Peak and let's find a precipice and and let's jump off with something on their back that that has a twenty five percent chance of catching us <laughs> before we hit the rocks. <laughs> now that's that's certainly adventure, but it's yes, it's not very wise, and, yeah. and it doesn't live in a very big story because w w when you go to the size of the story. You really it goes to the human heart as what's your motive, what what are you seeking, and 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 what are you trying to do? Um, yes. And 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 ultimately, ultimately, the greatest motive is what? It's love. Love. Yes. That that's and so when see most people don't say you can't combine love with adventure, adventure's doing something crazy. Yes. But I think those two go hand in hand because the size of the story that our risk lives in determines how big the adventure is. And, and I've got some categories to kind of look at these things of three categories of adventure. So as you, as you start to go into those, what I love about that definition of adventure is it it makes me feel like every day can be an adventure because Absolutely. I don't have to take a trip somewhere. Absolutely. Or, yeah. Or plan your life, you know, go out and train for three years to go run a whatever, you know. Because if it's tied to love and and we're supposed to love deeply God and others every day, then it sounds like the promise is I can be an adventure every day. Yes. Yes. And for those who are trying to do something crazy off the top, if, you know, I've got to train for three years. Hey, that certainly fits within the category of adventure. Um, but again, it goes back to motive. Is it? Is there a deep love to want to do that as an experience with God? Or is it something that, man, if I do that, everyone will look up at me like you're really something. So if you're, yeah. where is it you're seeking your validation? Yes. Oh, that's good. So what what would you say the first category is? Yeah, so I, you know, three categories. First one is it's what I call and what ransomed heart and and wild at heart calls casual adventure. And it's like, hey Alan, let's let's go mountain bike riding today instead of eating lunch from mm -hmm. the outpost. Mm -hmm. Let's jump on our mountain bikes and go out and and uh run down a trail. And so that's a casual adventure and our heart needs that. Our our masculinity needs permission to do those kinds of things. Where it's light. Yes. The the the, the motive of that is is just I need some space for my heart. 
I want to take care of my heart. It's part of my soul care. So let's go experience something like that. Mm -hmm. The next category, I would say, would be a crucial adventure. And a, a crucial adventure would be, gosh, we've prayed long and hard about adopting a child, and and uh, we're going through an adoption procedure, and man, it's risky, it's scary, we need God. So a crucial adventure would be one that that is bigger story. Yes. More risk, mm-hmm. and, and and you need God to show up in that. You're you you need something beyond yourself in in order to experience this this adventure. You know, it may be it may be a, a guy who's been in a a law firm for for fifteen years, and he's about to make partner, but he just says, you know what, I, I really love practicing this kind of law that that is specific and it really turns me on and I'm going to walk away from this and I'm going to go start my own firm. I'm just going to start with myself. I'm going to open a one-man shop. Right. But but that's what I want to do. See, there's a crucial adventure because larger story in his life other than what he's been doing, um, he he needs God to show up because he's taking some pretty big risks. Mm-hmm. You know, there's financial risk in that. There's, right. am I going to get any clients? Just all kinds of things that that he needs to do. So, larger story, larger risk. So I I consider that a larger adventure. Good. Good. And then then the last one, I would say is um, an epic adventure. And an epic adventure would be um, an adventure that it has all of the components of the crucial adventure, mm-hmm. larger story something deep and profound about our motive for wanting to do that, but it's in the direction of bringing the kingdom of God. Yes. And, and boy, that that has so many dimensions to it. So what's an example of a, what would an epic adventure look like for maybe for some person? It could be a guy who has taken the journey of his heart and found that he has got a lot of brokenness to deal with. And, and so he deals with that brokenness. And, and out of that comes the desire to love deeply. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and let's, say, let's say this man has really been, he's been in a relationship with a, with a woman that he's pursued for a long time. Um, but he's just had a lot of fear and trepidation about, I, I, I just don't know if I can do this, you know? Right. He, he has a love for her, but through the healing of his own heart and gaining his own strength and becoming the man he is supposed to be, he goes and knocks on her door and rescues her heart. It could be something like that. Hmm. That, that. that could be an epic adventure. So Bart, in those three categories, casual, crucial, and epic adventure, I've got a couple of questions for you. Uh, one would be, where do you think most people get stuck? Like, in other words, do most men have all kind of all three of those adventures, 
or do you think most men end up living mostly in one category? Of the well, three? yeah, I think it largely depends upon the condition of their heart and and a man and his strength and is as is he dealing has he dealt or is he dealing with his brokenness? Is he what his relationship with God is? Because I I think men have a deep desire because God puts a longing for adventure in our hearts. Right. But I think for for many men who have not really dealt with the issues of their heart with God through, you know, father wounds, just how life beats us up and that kind of thing, um, they tend to categorize things as I've got a bucket list and uh, I want to go do 10 14ers in the next three years in Colorado. I want to climb those mountains and I want to build a, a hot rod, you know, with right, with right. that's really fast and go out and drag race. Or uh, all of these are great things, but they they tend to just say that's where my adventure lives. Everything else is not in the category of adventure. And for those things, climbing the fourteeners, the car, the race car, you know, the the desire every weekend to play golf, right. whatever it may be. How, would you categorize those as casual adventures? Well, they tend they tend to be because okay. um, I mean, you you look at the risk that's involved, and you ask yourself, how large is the story that that risk lives in? Yeah, and, and what's interesting about that too is most of the people, and I would look at myself in past years when you're doing those. One of the words that's used is epic. So it gets a little confusing yeah. because guys, you know, oh man, I this was I spent the weekend, you know, at this golf course with my buddies and it was epic. Right. Well, right. I get what they're saying. Right. It, it was a blast and it was felt very um important and and life-giving, but in these terms, that would be a really cool casual adventure yeah. and probably. So, and so here, here here's a good illustration of that. So let, let's let's say a guy says I've had a lifelong dream. I want to go climb Mount Everest. Right. And everybody says, oh, that's epic. Well, maybe. Because what's his motive? What's his motive for wanting to do that? If he's mm-hmm. seeking validation in doing that, and, and there's there's an affirmation of, gosh, can I do that? Do I have what it takes? I mean, part of that question is good for the for the heart, but what, I think what makes it epic would be a man who says, "I, I want to go, I, I want to go experience climbing a mountain like that." But what I really want to do is see what God's going to do in it with me, for me, and that yes. see that makes the story much larger. Yes, and and that's what see the I equate epic with. Kingdom significance, and 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 that can be to bring the good news of the gospel to another, um, to to offer risking yourself to help someone marriage someone's marriage survive, maybe even your own, to to risk bringing the light of the gospel into some dark part of the world, um, to risk loving the unlovable in your world as Jesus as he moved towards lepers. Yes. I see those motives which really come out of love. Love is the deepest motive. But I don't want to say that 
all of our adventure has to be that because we need casual adventure. Yes. We we need crucial adventure of 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 enterprises that we're going to start and things that we we want to accomplish that yet they're they're part of what our necessities in life are. But as we go into those, God can grow these adventures into epic adventures. Yes. And and, and a casual adventure can become a crucial adventure r- really very quickly. I, just case in point, um, Tana and I were making approach. We fly a small airplane, and that's how we get around. That's how we see a lot of allies at, at Ransom Heart. We were flying from California. And I remember when I took off in California, you get the weather of your destination, and, and it was going to be warm, you know, the temperature was forecast about to be 57 to 60 degrees when we landed, which m- means way above the freezing level. And, and mm-hmm. so that's a thing that we look for. So we're flying, and it's like a three-and-a-half-hour flight. And, and a phenomenon happens in, in Colorado Springs where the weather changes along the front range, and it's cold, and it's foggy, and it's wet, and it's— and, I'm checking the temperatures. We're coming over the Sangre de Cristo's the last 20 minutes of the flight, and, and it's 24 degrees to the ground. Wow. And so yeah. I, I begin to ask questions. Do I need to divert? And here's the whole thing of risk is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, am I taking good risk or bad risk here? And and do I need to divert and fly south to Lamar and, and go land there where it's where these conditions don't exist? But I, I checked, and I said, is there any ice? You know, I was asking the uh, controllers, and they said, some light rime ice, which is, I'll continue in that because I can deal with that thing. My airplane's designed to handle that, and visibility looked good. And and so we we started the approach, but we got on the approach, and we were actually following an airliner, and he didn't incur any ice. But we hit some wet vein in this cloud, and our airplane just— iced up to the point it was ready to fall out of the sky. And Alan, I mean, it was an absolute miracle that we made it to the ground. But but there yeah. is, see, the casual adventure is I love to fly. You right. know, I, I'm, I'm going to fly today and, and, and the weather's good and I love it. And that's a casual adventure for me because it's just, it, you know, God meets me there and it's just light. It's, it's what my heart needs and, right. and where I love to live. But but that day, that adventure turned crucial, if not epic, because I, I, the significance of that, of that adventure really had a lot of implications in my life and my walk with God. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? What it drives home to me is in all three categories, casual, crucial, epic, we have to infuse and invite and be aware of God's presence in each, because I think from a secular, uh, worldly perspective, people have casual adventures all the time without God. Yes. Like it's 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 the smaller story, uh, and and there's probably even some crucial adventures without God where yeah. somebody wants to do something good for society or helpful from a charitable standpoint, and so the action may be good, but. In all of those things, if we're doing it without God and and without His active presence, then we've missed something. Is would you say that's right? Oh yeah, yeah. Because because as we said at the outset, I think all adventure 
because it's such an important component in our life, especially the masculine heart. Every bit of adventure is an invitation from God. Yeah. It's an invitation from God. And again, when a man becomes what he's supposed to be, his whole life is adventure. But so many, and, and I think this is key because so many Christians in our life, it's, you know, if we go back into our 20s, 30s, teens, it was almost like, well, there's church and there's religion, and then there's the really fun stuff, right, which is adventure, exactly. and God's in the religion, and he's in Sunday morning, and maybe at, at prayer at mealtime and bedtime, but he's not really in the fun adventure part of life, and this just totally dismantles that lie. Right, exactly, because what church is supposed to be is an intimate fellowship with God and with people that comes out of the two greatest commandments, love God, love people. Right. And so when when we're interacting with those, man, you don't have to go very far in your day to find that somebody's pretty sitting pretty low in the water and to have the courage mm-hmm. and the sense of adventure to go and to say, hey, what's what's going on? Can I help you? Yeah. Because... Yeah. It can get messy. It's fraught with risk. But if the motive is love, that could be one of the greatest adventures and one of the greatest stories in your life if you choose to live that adventure. This is huge, Bart. And listeners, think about that. And, and don't just take this as conceptual, but make it personal. Bring it into your life today, not 10 years ago, not what it could be, but today. So Bart, thanks for being here. Thank you, Alan. You've been listening to the Ransomed Heart Podcast with Bart Hansen and Alan Arnold. 